When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. JF Stratford Paddock. This is Paddock Live. And for a bit of a change, just to mix it up a bit, we thought we'll put me and Joe on a podcast I mean, together. it is the Paddock Podcast rather than Paddock Live, but you can call it what you want. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's oh, yeah, Paddock, sorry, it's the Paddock Podcast Live. Yeah, it is live. Not Paddock Live, no, which don't. is what we call Transfers Live when it's not transfer season. Easy to forget confused. Forget confused. <laughs> so well, this has been one of the best starts of any podcast ever. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, hey, Joe. Speaking of best starts of podcast, yes. look what's next to you, look. A little blast from the past. The old mural back in a new form. What do we hey. think of that? Lovely. It's I think it's great. It used to take up the entire wall. Can we see Sir Alex Ferguson in that? We can't. We can't That's see a shame. Because Sir Alex Ferguson's in the corner. It just reminds me of the fact that I interviewed him. Yeah. Don't like to talk about those. Can we just move on, please? Right. Uh, get involved in the comments. Get involved in the chat. Um, what? Sorry. <laughs> what? You, not Fergie, obviously. Uh, if you haven't already, check out paddockmerch.com. We've got this one. You see that? You see yes. He's got his Fernandez one. I've got my got? more traditional Mancunian. Mm. Type. I'm not a Mancunian. I'm not so, allowed to wear that one. Paddockmerch.com. Check it out. We've got all sorts of stuff on there. We've got some fantastic designs as well. The uh, Ronaldo Bruno one, yeah. which Bocca made, is yeah. my fave. So go and have a look at that. Um, don't forget as well to give us a like. Let's hit those likes. We've got 40 likes, which is quite frankly embarrassing. Uh, we are going to talk. What's, what's going on here? Crumbs all over the place. What are you doing eating? That's Thank not you. me, that. That's not me. I saw you eating a biscuit in here earlier. I don't do that. In your legs. No, I don't eat biscuits in here. What are we going to talk about today, Jay? We're going to talk about Lingard. Right. Ronaldo. Your Lingard. Your Lingard. Your Ronaldo. Uh, wait a second, say again. What are we talking about today? Lingard. Yeah. Ronaldo. Aren't they the same person? <laughs> After last night's performance, more <laughs> nice, like Nice. Same eh? person. So what he did there. Two goals for their country. Sounds just, like something they'd both do. Eh? <laughs> just the two goals for me. Um, we're going to talk about Fernandez, uh, Bruno, obviously. Bruno's therein. Yes. Uh, Donny van der Beek, um, a little bit. Um, Brazil versus Argentina. Yeah. Uh, also, January transfer window, because, as you well know, Joe, mm. as one window closes, mm. another one opens is a few true? months later. Isn't that doors? Yeah, I think it might be. People right, saying so. the stream is lagging. Is the are you aware of that? We're, 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 we're working on that. Any we'll, technical issues? We have the uh, 
the best of the best, the creme de la creme working on it. Don't worry. Yeah. It's all in hand. Stick with us. Also, I we've see got we've got... the equivalent of two sort of trainee guide dogs that didn't make it because they got distracted too easily. Like they're, they're good. And the cute, the cute as well. Just shouting. My word, can they be distracted? People I'm not going to say that. Proper lagging. On, on, on Something camera. needs to be fixed here. Very laggy, laggy. Um, aha! Uh-huh. Sounds like they're stuttering. Sounds like me after a base of someone. Okay. Uh, if you can hear this and see it, uh, thanks Shushant Da, who's been a member for nine months of the academy, um, and he just says nothing to say, really to say. Viva Ronaldo, mm. Stretford Paddock, a big socially distanced to all the lads there. Thank you, Shushant. Thanks for all your support as well. Um, much appreciated as always. Um, we will try and sort out any technical issues, but in the meantime, we are going to talk about. Jesse Lingard. Mm. Now, Jesse Lingard, he scored a brace against Andorra, right? Okay, not the most testing of games, admittedly, but you can only be what's in front of you. Obviously, play, played very well. Uh, it's okay now. It seems to be fixed. People commenting in the comments with the technical issues. Um, does that, do you think, do anything? Does that mean anything? Do you think that Oli looks at that and goes, Jesse's still got it, or do you think it's just almost irrelevant? I don't know, it shouldn't be irrelevant because it seems like when a player doesn't play for so long like Jesse hasn't, you know, really for Manchester United, he's barely played in about two years now. Yeah. When a player hasn't played for so long, it is worth knowing that they can still do it. And I think you do need those reminders that they can still do it because if he's going to bring him on and trust him or start him in games, try and win us games using Jesse Lingard, he needs to know that Jesse Lingard can still do what you expect from him when you put him in. And I think the Brighton, uh, not Brighton, sorry, West Ham going there, that was a reminder that he can still do it. I think the game uh, for England yesterday was a reminder that he can still do it. And you do need those reminders because he's not getting those reminders for United. So he needs to be able to get him in one way or the other. And I think it's important that he proved himself, you know, he could have got a hat-trick yesterday. He did get the two goals and an assist. I thought he was England's best player, um, you know, alongside a couple of other good performances. But I thought he was very good. Um, And you just think, yeah, I think, Obviously, it's not going to go, right, it was good against England, let's play him against Newcastle. But I think now if you're looking at a sub, you're looking on that bench, and you go, well, there's Mata, there's Lingard. We know Lingard can do it still, and we know he can do it in the Premier League. I think it does help him out. Do you? Yeah, um, I still think that, I still feel like Ollie does rate Lingard. I mean, he's only played like, what was it, four minutes or something, he came on yeah. um, against, was it, was it the Southampton game he came on for? Um, yeah. where he got a few minutes and everyone was like, oh, why is he getting on ahead of Donny van der Beek? Why has he been given a chance and all this sort of stuff? And I think Lingard still is in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's thoughts. Had a good pre-season, had a good low move at West Ham at the end of last season. Obviously, everyone expected him to go in the summer uh, back to West Ham. That didn't happen. But I still feel like, you know, you look at the amount of games that um, he played when Ole first came in. He's obviously someone that Ole knows very well. Mm. He's known him since he was a kid. And I still feel like he can do a job for us, Jesse Lingard. I just feel he's up against it in terms of the amount of plays he's got in front of him. Mm. Because the, the, the sort of the good thing about Jesse Lingard is he can play in a ten, he can play on the left, on the right, mm-hmm. he can even play almost as a midfielder. If you look at some of his games for England, especially when we went on that World Cup run to the semi-finals, at times he was almost like a midfielder. He's like an eight, so he can play in all those positions. But we've got players in all those positions, and yeah. we've actually got probably world-class players in all those positions. On you know you've got Sancho, you've mm. got uh, Rashford, yep. you've got Ronaldo, you've Bruno. got Bruno, you've got Paul Pogba. It's like 
if he was, you know, almost <laughs> if he was someone who could play anywhere along the defence, he might get the odd game or whatever. Yeah. Um, or if he was could play as a deep midfielder, but because he plays in the positions where we've got so many good players and players that will want yeah. to play as well, I think it is going to be difficult. But I think he's going to maybe have to just use the opportunities he gets in the Carabao Cup or maybe in a dead rubber in the Champions League if we do well in the first two games or first few games, I should say. He's going to have to use those games because I imagine Jesse Lingard is going to be absolutely chomping at a bit to go to the World Cup with England. He's got a chance because Gareth Southgate rates him, but he's going to need football. Um, lots of people discussing this, the stream and whether it's some people saying it's laggy and some people say it's working fine. Um, we are looking at that and you know we'll do our best to get that rectified for everyone. ASAP. Uh, get involved in the comments and let us know what you think. Um, Fake Sonia says, Jesse's mental health is important too. Might be picking United to be close to family, etc. Uh, yeah, we spoke to Jesse Lingard when we were full-time Devils. We had a good sit-down chat with him in a chippy, the chippy chat. And he came up with that name himself. That's um, good, isn't it? I yeah. like that. So we're going to try and rekindle that. We're now that COVID and restrictions have sort of gone mm-hmm. out the window a little bit. Um, and he spoke about how he asked to see a psychologist at United. He actually wanted to see one. Very open about his mental health. Um, he did interviews after that. We spoke about some of the struggles he's had as well. I think his family situation changed. Mm-hmm. He's got a daughter now, I think. Um, and I think he might have lost someone as well. Forgive me, I can't remember the exact details. Um, but yeah, he was open and honest about that and he seems to be one of those players Jesse that when he's enjoying his football when he's confident mm. when he feels the love he performs a lot better doesn't he yeah. he had that awful time didn't he when things weren't going his, well, uh, his way obviously struggling mental health wise and his confidence was struggling and you could see it couldn't you you could see it on his performances yeah and, and the fact that then he's not getting games on top of that doesn't help does it so you've already got the off the field stuff and then you've got whatever's going on on the field which isn't really working out for him it's, it's a you can understand how what happened happened but, you know, is it's not as though, again, not for, not trying to be sort of club before everything because obviously people matter as much as anyone. But uh, from a manager's perspective, you if he's not performing on the pitch, you can't sort of play him anyway and hope that the confidence he gets from playing can sort of pull the rest of, you know, things back. That's not necessarily going to work, is it? So I think it makes sense that United didn't play him. Um, but hopefully he can get a few games now. Yeah. Let's just ignore all that because yes. we can't <laughs> fix it anyway, can we? So. <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking up. No, there was sorry. all sorts of uh, stuff going on. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are sort of agreeing with you. Um, Oliver Edwards says Jesse's a better option off the bench than Martial, Matter, and even Donny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Donny's a, an interesting one, and we're going to get to him a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people want to see more game time for Donny. Some people saying that, oh, they couldn't believe Jesse came on against mm. Southampton. It wasn't Donny van der Beek. But that didn't surprise me because I thought, if you look at the, the games that Jesse uh, had towards the end of last season, the fact that Donny van der Beek was injured as well for mm. most of the summer, Jesse Lingard did well in pre-season as well. It doesn't surprise me that Jesse Lingard is sort of ahead him in the pecking order. I know a lot of people don't like to think that mm. because there is this sort of... Mm, desire to see Donny van der Beek get more games but Jesse Lingard he's not a spent force he's a 28 year old who is a sort of semi-regular for England who's you know won trophies played a lot of football Mm. was on fire towards the end of last season so it's only um, only to be expected that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is is still going to give him chances Uh, get involved in the comments hit that like button let us know what you think about Jesse Lingard about Donny van der Beek uh, anything else that takes your fancy as well um should we talk about Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, go on. Because we've not spoken about him for about two hours. Where is he? Um, well, he's in Manchester, isn't he? Mm. He's chilling in Manchester. Did you see his uh, Instagram post? Yeah. What are you saying? He said it's not sunny in Manchester. Or words and he was sunbathing. And it didn't look like the sun was that strong. Oh. He, it won't, he didn't have sunglasses on, did he? 
No, I don't think so. Uh, it can't be that to be fair, it. though, people, we do that in Manchester, don't we? What? Like, if, if it, it can rain and you'll get the barbecue out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know well, what I mean? Like, there's Manchester, a little bit of sun. I mean, neither uh, Yeah, and people are walking around with no top on. He had no like, top on, but I yeah. think he has no top on uh, yeah. at all times. Do you reckon? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, if I had a bottle of wine, I'd probably just be out sunbathing and taking photos for the Instagram. Isn't Probably, yeah. Mm. Wouldn't you? Well, it's you do it anyway, don't you? Well, I always have my belly out. Yeah, you've always got your belly out. You're always like, I'm nipping to the shop, lads. I'm like, Joe, please put some clothes Shuffling on. Shuffling about on. with no top on. <laughs> yeah. I like doing that. Shaving, <laughs> I shave abs into my belly hair. Like, do you remember when there was always that big scandal about, um, what was it called, on the Twilight films? Where they saw him like, spraying abs on with like some sort of like tanning machine. Right. And I was like, they can't, I can't believe this. What, on the Twilight films? Yeah, what's his name? Edward Cullen or whatever is the character. Oh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. They had to spray a, a six-pack on him. Right. Because he wanted the character to look like yeah. lean and sexy, and he didn't have a six-pack or not a deep enough one. So they had to spray it on. And I've just done a similar thing, but I've shaven little squares of uh, belly hair out. Right. So I've just left basically an outline of like what the shadow on the abs should be. Yeah. So obviously side on, the illusion's broken, but yeah. straight on, my God, have I got a very <laughs> weird set of abs. Very, I've put a 15 pack in as well, which is weird because it has to be one in the middle at the top because I forgot to do it. It has to be an even number. Do you know you can get like them frozen pasties? Yeah. I've just sellotaped a load of them to my belly. <laughs> just sellotaped six and Chicken Kiev. Yeah, chicken, there you go. There's you your go. six pack. How's that for your six pack? Hey. That one's burst. There's garlic butter running down your thigh. No. That's just, just jealous. Gelatin. <laughs> Jealousy. Je you're jealous. <laughs> Um, it's not um, MG99 says, is this Christian Ronald? Ronald? Ronald, any good at football? He's all right, isn't he? Yeah, he's all right. Um, do you think, right, because Ronaldo played the other day, didn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> against Ireland. Scored two goals, broke the record for the most international goals ever. But he missed the penalty. Mm. Shit. Shit, mate. Bruno Fernandes doesn't really do that, does he? He doesn't really miss penalties. Do you think there's any chance that Bruno's going to keep his penalty-taking role at Manchester United Football Club once Cristiano Ronaldo's playing as well. I can't see it. I think they already play in a team together. Yeah. At, in Portugal, yeah. Ronaldo takes the penalties. I yeah. wonder, unless Oli says to him, Bruno takes the penalties here, yeah. or Maguire says to him, Bruno takes the penalties here, whoever it may be, yeah. I can't see a world where Ronaldo doesn't just grab the ball when that, when that first penalty gets given. Do you think? Because the funny thing is, as well, Bruno scored a penalty for Portugal. Was it yesterday or the yeah, day before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not as though you know he's next on the list. He's still in good form in front of the, uh, you know, from the twelve-yard line. Bruno is the better penalty taker. Yeah. But Ronaldo scored like a hundred more penalties than Bruno has in but his career, purely based on the fact he's played so many more yeah. games. And, and, taken and Ronaldo's so got many. a very good conversion rate. Yeah, but he's not as good as Bruno. Bruno's no. is like ninety-three percent, which it's is ridiculous. Staggering. It's it's as good as. You can get really, yeah. Like, I think like he's no like one, two out of thirty. Yeah, no one's quite on that level. No. Um, I think even like I was watching the England game, like Harry Kane. I think they said it scored like ten of his last thirteen. Yeah, which is kind of par for the course almost. Mm. I think you know you expect it's slightly think, better than average, yeah, but slightly, not a lot better. No, it's like you expected to score around seven points, something out of ten, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and obviously Bruno's on like nine points, something out of ten. Mm. I think Bruno deserves to keep taking the penalties, mm. but. It's Ronaldo in it, so it wouldn't surprise me 
if Ronaldo's just come in. I wonder if they'll come up with some sort of deal. I saw people saying, like, Ronaldo takes penalties, Bruno keeps free kicks. I personally, I think Bruno has to keep free kicks. He's just way better than Ronaldo is these Yeah, days. Ronaldo takes, like, 50 free kicks for every goal, doesn't he? Yeah, something. he's not, it's, he's it's not actually that good at no, it. No, it's, it's something ridiculous. But he tends to score free kicks as well that are quite memorable. And, you yeah. know, he scored one in the World Cup and everyone's like, oh, he's still got it. Because his style. Like his 30th free kick in a row for Portugal where he's yeah. not scored. Because of his um, style, that's, it, that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. He's, it, it looks sensational when it comes off and when it doesn't it doesn't look so good yeah I I personally I'm gonna put I'm gonna I'm gonna guess right I'm gonna stick me in account and say Bruno to keep the free really? keep, to keep the penalty sorry there is no way Ronaldo comes to England and gets 20 goals when he could have got 30 because he let Bruno have penalties yeah. no chance I, I think he does really yeah. what do you think he, he's like yeah fair enough you know I have the one that's turned up late or do you think he's like he, they have a fight and Bruno wins how does that go down in training? I just think Ronaldo says, do you know what? You don't miss. Keep taking him. But why doesn't he take him for Portugal then? Because Ronaldo was already the penalty taker for Portugal. Uh, and Ronaldo's record for Portugal is very, very good. Uh, so there's no reason to change the penalty taker. Ronaldo's coming into a team. And you can't go off like, oh, well, I used to take the penalties in 2009, so I'm taking them again. I think that's a bit of a stretch. So I think you're coming into a team where you've just got an absolutely perfect penalty taker. And it's like, you just crack on. Because it's like when, when Bruno came in, didn't he? And at first, him and Marcus were like rotating. Mm. Do you remember like, Marcus took a couple of penalties when Bruno was, came in, like they mixed it up and then that ended. Because at one point it was like Marcus and Pogba, wasn't it? Mm. And then it became Marcus for a little while. Then he missed a couple. Then it became Bruno and Marcus. And then Marcus just took a step back because Bruno doesn't miss and sometimes Marcus does. And I just feel like now it's like Bruno's just got to keep taking him. Mm. I think I might be wrong. I also, I mean, not that, that this is the, the most important thing, but... I don't think there'll be as many penalties this season as there was last season. No. Last season was just ridiculous for penalties because yeah, of VAR went turbo, didn't it? And it was like anything, any contact with your arm and the ball was a penalty. Mm. Anyone falls over in the box was a penalty. And, you know, it more or less, you know, last season, the season before, I mean, more or less gave the Scousers the title, didn't it, if I'm being honest, mm. really. And probably cost, probably cost United the title last season yeah. as well, so... You know, if that's how you want to win a title, City and Liverpool, Disgusting. then, you know, just by being given it by officials, <laughs> then that, that's up to you. Um, you're not on the watch long, are you? No. Saturday. I'm at the game. So that's weird, that job, because what? you usually do the watch long. Usually, you do go to the game now and again, but you're not someone who always goes to the game. And I wouldn't have thought, you know, Newcastle at home would have been a game you'd have earmarked for going to. It's almost like you've seen that Cristiano Ronaldo is going to play for Manchester United for the first time in 13 years or 12 years and thought, I know what I'll do. I'll make me buy a monthly trip to Old Trafford. 13 years, 12 years. Count <laughs> your fucking years, mate, first of all. Second of all, what are you implying? <laughs> I'm implying... What's the suggestion here, Motty? <laughs> Suggesting that you've took the fucking piss. Right? What do you think I've done? <laughs> you've gone, oh, Ronaldo was there. Oh, I want to go and watch him. And then you've got a ticket to go and watch him. I told you. <laughs> when I was stricken with COVID, no less. So this really, really poor form from you to bring this up because I was this close to not coming back. Right? <laughs> stricken with COVID. I rung you and I said, what did I say? You said... I've got a ticket for the Newcastle game. Right. Yeah. So I can't be on the watch long that day. This yeah. was weeks ago, before Ronaldo was yeah. even rumoured to City, yeah. let alone to United, let alone playing, let alone playing his first game against Newcastle. I mean, to be fair, that does make you a proper jammy. Bastard. Oh, it makes me jammy, yeah. Because, you know, United yeah. versus Newcastle, it's not even the first game in front of a packed Old Trafford where you go, 
oh, it's the first game back. Yeah. It's the second one, so we've mm. already had Leeds, and it's like, okay, it's always good to see United, obviously, but it's like United-Newcastle is one of those games where you think it's the, one of those un, unmemorable games. Yeah. Like, you're never going to go, like, in 10 years' time, I was at United versus Newcastle. Well, now you fucking are. I will. Because my, well, my dad rang me, and he was like, going through the tickets and stuff, what's available? Because, like, most of them are just in a ballot for some reason at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like, the Newcastle is the only one that we can literally go... I want tickets, let's buy tickets. So yeah. I was like, right, let's just get them and then we'll go in for the ballot on, you know, a handful of others as well. Because obviously yeah. I have to do the watch-alongs. So I can't go to every game. And No, you know, and to be fair, to when we sort of, of you know, sat down and we were talking about what we can do on the channel and everything and you were like, I still want to go to, to games, but yeah. I'm happy to just do like, you know, a handful of games a season, mm -hmm. which is good because it could have been like a source of contention where it's like, well, one of us is, you know, someone's going to have to start missing out because yeah. Housen goes to a lot of games, Maka goes to a lot of games, I go to a lot of games. We were all season yeah. ticket holders and you were like, yeah, because I okay. didn't have a season ticket growing yeah. up. So I'm not saying I need to go to every game and I like doing the watch along. So that works, but it's like, I want to go to, well, know, the good thing is for you, right? Games if you stick around for another 19 years, mm. I reckon by the time I'm six there, I might take a step back from going. You think? I think. So I'll do the watch songs for the next 19 years and yeah. then you'll we'll do. Well, I don't probably won't do watch songs. Oh, right. I'll so, probably just watch so it. So it don't help me at all. <laughs> so, what are, you, what are you doing? Give me your seat. Yeah. You can have my seat and I'm your season ticket. <laughs> no. they don't, wouldn't they even let you do that, would they? What? Would they let me have your season ticket? I could send it over to you, but you'd have to put it in your name. But I can give it to you. Like, okay. My season ticket originally came from. Because I used to share a season ticket with my uncle and my cousins. And then about seven or eight years ago, I can't remember when it was, um, Tom always got a game with his brother. Yeah. Wasn't going anymore, so I took over the season ticket. Yeah. But rather than just keep using it, I put it in my name. So you can do that. But yeah, you've picked the right one. Um, you and your dad got Old Trafford watching out. Oh, that's got pretty Not special, on it? That's decent. Not bloody bad, I love that, mate. I yeah. do. Uh, talk MU in the Super Chat says, Big up, guys. Great stream as always. Keep up the good work Thank because you. I love it. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks for your support as well. Do hit the like button um, and get involved in the comments. Let us know hey. what you think about the return of Christian Ronald, as someone just called him. Um, no, been, we're not making that a thing, by the way. There have been some rumours of a bit of lag on uh, this stream, but I'll tell you what never lags, Jay. I'll tell you what never lags, and that is the Lawnmower 4.0 because this show is sponsored by Manscaped, isn't it, Jay? It is sponsored by Manscaped, and we always appreciate their support. Yes, and their Manscaped! Su um, so, all the way from Australia to Houston, all, all the way yeah. from Altrincham yeah. to Hyde. Love that. <laughs> Love that from you. Love that from you, big man. Keep me talking. Do we have a pube problem? Excuse me? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff. <laughs> With their fourth generation that water, and brand new lawnmower 4.0 technology, right? Yeah. Kick your pubes off the next planet with the performance package 4.0. Kick your pubes. This is all very space hey, orientated, and I'm worried that I've got the wrong one. Jay, here. kick me in the fucking pubes and tell kick me, me in the pubes and right. tell me you hate me. Uh, <laughs> so I'm giving the game away there. Um, the <laughs> the orbits in your pants. When you text me that that time, was that meant to go to your missus? No. <laughs> That was to me, isn't it? <laughs> it was genuinely like... So what, what, first of all, what are Manscaped? Right, Manscaped are the people Jesus. that look after your pubes. Yeah. They look after your pubic area. Mm. Yeah, because let's face facts, you've got to move with the times, Joe. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, you know, I'll just leave it all there and just don't say yeah, tidy up and all that. Yeah, I don't know, 04? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Two words, suffragettes. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say to you. That. Yeah? So you've got to get down there. You've got to look after your balls. Um, so... 
keeping up the planet theme, the orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men. That's honestly so many men. Two million. Almost as many as you've... uh, in your time, go on, carry on, lad. I wish. Um, <laughs> two million. <laughs> two million. Have time to do two else? million. That's just an afternoon. Hey. Um, who trust Manscaped trademark and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to Manscaped <laughs> for twenty percent off. Yeah. Manscaped.com for twenty percent off using the code Devils Twenty because we've all been there, Joe, haven't we? Yeah, we've all been there in the bathroom uh, or wherever or in the street. It. Yeah. Shaving, yeah, and you've had a little. Oh, ow! Oh, I, don't, oh, I, don't I can't look. I can't look. Shaving foam all over off. your bits, yeah. You know, causing yourself with dramas and the razor blades and all that. No, yeah. you don't need any of that anymore because with the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, with the performance package 4.0, yeah. you've got a lot, yeah. right? You've got the weed whacker, yeah. ear and nose hair trimmer, which I need a lot of. You've got the crop Beautiful. preserver and board this is my favorite. No longer do you have to hang a little car freshener tree around your penis yeah. to keep the boys smelling clean. You've got your own testicle deodorant. Testicle and it keeps deodorant. the whole area going. And this is from, you know, <laughs> from, you know, wherever, from cock to coccyx. This covers <laughs> the whole basis. Round nice. the whole round the whole U bend. Do you know what I mean? I just slather it on. And anyone who happens to get their nose down there is in for an absolute T R E A T, my man. What do you have to do again? Twenty percent <laughs> off and free shipping. What do you have to yeah, do? Yeah, it's manscaped.com.com, sorry, for twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Devil Twenty. So you get the lawnmower, you get the weed whack, you get the seven thousand RPM motor, um, which is part of it. It's a new multifunctional on off switch. Yeah. When you can engage a travel lock and it's even waterproof. In case so you get in the shower or in the bath. Oh no, man! Yeah. Don't worry about electrocuting yourself. What happened? Because you can and all that yeah. business. Yeah, come on. Uh, Why are you squeezing it so hard? I just get excited when I've got vibrating things near my penis. Thank you once um, again to Manscaped for sponsoring yeah. the show again. Devils Twenty at checkout for twenty percent off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you for a clean trinity and beyond. Yeah, the Holy Trinity. It's not yeah. Law Best and Charlton now. Wow, let's just move on from that <laughs> quite that analogy uh, before we get in serious trouble. Um, <laughs> thank you to Manscaped. Um, Ao, who's right. been a member for 10 months in the Academy, it says, never seen someone so excited for a Manscaped read as Brucey behind Joe there. He loves it. We Go love on, Brucey. Again. Uh, Ross Murphy, welcome to the Academy, I thought. See Ross Brucey. Murphy has been a, a member for time in memoriam. Cam. Um, Can we see Brucey a sec? Look how happy it is for the Manscaped read. Oh, yes. Um, he loves it, doesn't he, old Brucey? Um, Peter Kelly. Right. Off topic, oh. but Joe, are you and Steve going to talk about the All-Ireland football final on the fixture list this week since it's on this Saturday? If we do a fixture list this week, I'll make sure we talk about it. Right, okay. All-Ireland. All yeah. of Ireland playing at once. Yeah. Using the whole country as a pitch. Coming together yeah. in the name of sports. Yeah. Sports. Sports. Um, Mid Toker Marius, welcome to the academy. Welcome. Thank you for your support. We appreciate it greatly. Um, right, we've spoken about Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. We've spoken about Jesse Lingard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we can mention as well. What I'll do an honourable mention for. Go on. Against Hungary. Yeah. Your boy. Ali Maguire. Oh, yes, with a header. Yeah, man. Do you know something? He's got five goals in 38 games for England. Which is record, that. Yeah, excuse me. That's better than one in eight. Now, if he could get that for United, 
he'd be on like seven, eight goals a season because he yeah. plays like 60 games. Yeah. If he, I, I think the target for him should be six goals this season because I think five is basically one in 10 and I think he should be just slightly better than one in 10. For a centre-back, I think, you know, obviously maybe double digits being the uh, sort of a secret goal on the back yeah. of your head. But there's no reason that Maguire, with the fact that two things that play into this, well, three, one is sensational at winning headers. Yeah. His accuracy isn't always brilliant. Yeah. The, the other two things are new to this season. One is Eric Ramsey. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have slightly better uh, instruction and understanding of offensive set pieces because he's a new set piece coach. And the other is that Rafael Varane and, and Cristiano Ronaldo have been added to this squad who are both tremendous aerial threats themselves. I know Varane doesn't get loads facts, of goals from Joe. corners. Spitting facts, my he's brother. He's very good at winning headers and you now yep. have to put someone on him. He's six foot three. He's good in the air. You... It's not necessarily certain now that everyone's best defender just goes on Harry Maguire like they used to. Yeah. He might have a bit more space in there. He's got to be getting you know, a goal every sort of eight or nine games, I think, for United. Because generally speaking, he usually wins one or two headers from corners per game, doesn't he? He's winning yeah. loads. So I reckon there's a little target, six goals at least for me. You know when you had your um, predictions amnesty? Yeah. So you can just make a pretty so what you want. prediction and yeah. not get clips up and it rammed down your throat, even though people probably still will. Um, mine was Maguire double figures. Yeah, I think that you know it's one of those predictions where you, okay, it's probably not going to happen, but you no. can but sort of say it. Weirdly, since the end of the Euros, in the games that he's played, I know a couple of them have been friendlies. Cam, if we can change the camera, um, he scored three headers in six games. Yeah, he scored in the friendly against Everton. He scored in the behind closed doors friendly against Burnley. Yeah, and he scored for England. Unfortunately, only one of them is a proper game. Yeah. But he's only played six games since England, uh, the, the Euros final, and he scored in three of them. Now, if he can carry on that, obviously he's not going to get a goal every other game. But he's, he's, he's scoring a lot of headers at the minute. And if he can carry that on, that would be massive for United. Just to add another sort of four or five goals to what he scored last season. I think it was three last year or four. Because the thing with Harry Maguire is, I'm just going to bring up his stats here. This yeah. is, it, it became... I think a bit of a myth about his goal scoring yeah. because of how easy it is to feel that as a United fan because you remember he got that last minute equaliser for Leicester mm. against us. He scored in the World Cup mm. before we bought him. So you get into this thing of oh, he scores goals Harry Maguire because you have that sort of recency bias or you know it's happened against you and you've seen it for England yeah. where he was never that prolific as a goal scorer. Um, just looking at his stats here, I mean, he scored five in the league once but that was for Sheffield United in League One yeah. seven years ago. Um, and if you look at his record for Leicester, um, two goals in his first season in 38 games yep. in the league, and he didn't score any in the cup, so it was two goals in 44 games, three goals in 32 games the next season. So, bang average mm. in terms of goals for a defender. Most defenders will get one in 10 ish mm -hmm. around that, so there's, there was nothing there. And then he obviously comes to United, he got one Premier League goal in his first season, two in his next one. So he's all, he's never been a goal scorer. The reason I think it gets highlighted more now or the reason I expect more is like you said, he gets his head on a lot of things. Yeah. He does. He gets, like you say, he gets at least one or two headers a game. Yeah. Um, and okay, you can look at the Burnley game where he's had done by because that was a perfectly good goal that was chalked off. But he should, for me, the amount of headers he gets, he wins. Mm. He should be getting a little, at least three or four more goals a season than he does because his record is pretty poor. Um, people are saying in the comments, we can get into the comments here because with Raphael Varane, as you pointed out, we've got Raphael Varane um, who can get goals as well. Um, and again, people are commenting about the, the, the lagging and it's out of sync. We are looking at that. I think we've just made a few changes, but it should be all right soon. Um, if I can find it... Um, Someone says here, Oliver Eswood says, Maguire's going to have a Bruce-esque season at some point, surely. Bruce, Steve Bruce scored 19 goals in a season once. Yeah. 
but he took penalties as well. Mm. So I think 10 of them were penalties or 11 of them were penalties. And he was just unreal in the air, Steve Bruce. He wasn't even that tall. He just won loads of headers and he was minute heading. Um, I think if Harry Maguire can get close to 10 goals a season, yeah. anywhere near that, it's it's pretty pretty decent return. Let's face facts. Even if Harry Maguire doesn't score any goals, he's, that's not the be all and end all. He's not in the team to, to do that. It's just for someone who can obviously get on the end of so many. And as you said, we've got your mate Eric Ramsey in. Yeah. Um, you did a good video analysing where he's come from, what he brings to the team. Should check that out on the video uh, on the channel. Joe Joe's video on Eric Ramsey. For anyone who's wondering who the hell Eric Ramsey is, he's this new set piece specialist who's been brought in specifically to help us win headers um, at both ends of the pitch. So yeah, he should be able to benefit from that, and also the better deliveries we've been having recently mm. because Luke Shaw's kicked on a bit on it. Bruno, you can rely on him for a decent delivery. So we've got the players that can fire it in there. He gets the space in the box. He just needs to make the most of it. But no, it's good to see him get on the score sheet for England because. Feel like Harry Maguire this season so far he's been a bit up and down. He hasn't been his usual self. I mm. feel for United. It, which game was it? Southampton. Yeah, where he just he didn't like give a goal away. He just was a bit sloppy, wasn't he? Mm. Like it just wasn't. He wasn't great. I thought it was alright against Leeds. Yeah, I thought he was good again against Wolves. I thought. Sorry, he, I've been a bit harsh there. He probably yeah, is no, just. The it, sad. No, you're well, right. It's one out of three. So you know, it's yeah, no, it's still up, up in the air, isn't it? Um, him and Varane, I thought, looked good against Wolves. Just They had a lot to do as well in terms of like shepherding and jockeying because the amount of times that the you know midfield was just bypassed against Wolves. So that fucked them up a bit. But I think they actually did a decent job there. But yeah, he needs to you know step on again. And I think he was doing that. And I'm, I'm, I reckon he will do, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think so. And I, I think with Maguire, if he can do that, if he can add that to his game, a few more goals, mm. then you've got the almost perfect centre-back. Because mm. I think defensively he's great. Yeah. I think bringing the ball out of the defence is great. Mm-hmm. I think he's got that confidence as well where he'll, he will sort of bring it out as far as he can go. He, you know, you yeah. saw him against um, Wolves where, again, he was doing that thing where he, he, he's bringing it forward. With Varane as well, who's also another one who yeah, can bring it out of defence. So you've got two players there who um, who can carry the ball out of defence. And I think that could you know make a massive difference. Um in the chat here, Abdullah Ibrahim says, do you know much about Richard Arnold? Any ideas on what his plans are or his background? Mm. All the news says he's replacing Woodward, but nothing more. This feels very much like just like for like replacement, really. Mm. I don't think it's going to make any massive difference. I don't think you're going to notice it where you're going to go, oh, now Richard Arnold's come in as um, you know executive vice chairman if he keeps the same name or role, uh, title, sorry, that um, Ed Woodward had. It's not like a Van der Sar coming in or a Rio Ferdinand or someone where you go, oh, here's someone who's got loads of connections with players yeah. or, you know, that he knows the United way. He knows United. He's been at the club for a little while, but I think his background is very much has, has been as sort of Edward Wood's right-hand man. So it's it's almost like, you know, just an assistant manager becoming the manager, really, isn't it? It's yeah, not, I, don't, I don't think it's going to make a difference. And, uh, you know, whilst we were on, the, we did a live stream when Woodward got sacked and a lot of us were celebrating and laughing and... You know, I've never had much time for Ed Woodward, not just because of what's gone on as executive vice chairman, but he was the one that brokered the deal mm. um, that made the Glazers take us over. He was an investment banker that made that work, so I've always hated him for that. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're going to see much of a change. I think also, since Ollie's come in, we've seen kind of, you know, I, I know that all, Woodward gets blamed for a lot of United's like, bad transfers. It's like, you know, Falcao and these sorts of people, and we see that, you know, he gets a lot of stick for that. And I'm not defending Woodward because I don't think we know any more now than we did then as fans but we've seen that United are capable of signing good players 
Like over the last three years, almost all the players that Ollie has signed have been successes. And even the ones that, you know, Dan James has already left, certainly wasn't a failure at United. He played a lot of no. games. He wasn't up to United standards, but he wasn't a failure. He wasn't a terrible signing. He didn't disrupt, you know, the, the sort of the, f- the, fun- the foundations of the club like, you know, someone like Sanchez did or even Di Maria sort of, you know, shook things up in a way that we didn't need. Um, we're still capable of, of signing good players. Maybe the number of players are different based on the... But I think that's, you know, more the Glazers than anything. I, I, I do tend to believe a bit that Woodward doesn't necessarily do that much on the football side of things. Especially now we've got John Murta, we've got Darren Fletcher sort of filling that gap in from the manager up to, you know, the CEO or executive vice chairman. You've sort of got that gap filled in a lot more. There's a lot more filters and people who know football in, in terms of Darren Fletcher. And we are capable of signing good players. It's just the, the 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 overall scope of things maybe needs readdressing. But I don't see, like you said, all of that culminating in really any difference in in how things are run than than how things are now. Really, do you? No, I don't. I think you know. Listen, we're stuck with these glazers. We are for the time being, and you know we're never going to be like going berserk in the transfer window and mm. doing everything we want that as fans we want to do and it is it does leave a bad taste in the mouth but if we can at least have people that understand what their job is and can try and yeah. make things work then you know that's a step in the right direction you think the fact that Richard Arnold has worked alongside Woodward hopefully he's learned mm. from that and knows what he's got to do like you say the fact you've got Darren Fletcher there who's someone who knows football technical director um John Mercer is a football man apparently um, as director of football, don't know a lot about him, but I've heard a few varying reports. Then, if we can just get some sort of cohesion and strategy of working together mm. with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, because that's what's been lacking. You've had this sort of chaos at United, where you've had, you know, managers coming in and going and making loads of signings, and a new manager coming in and making other signings, and then backing a manager one window and then not the next. If you look at Jose in 2018, where we just, you know, we finished second, then we brought in Fred. Deal goes low and Lee Grant, mm. and it just wasn't enough. You know, there's never been a sort of plan. And if we can just get to a place where there is a plan, mm. then I'm all about that. I mean, obviously, I'd rather the Glazers, you know, sold up and fucked off, but that's not going to happen. So at what least have a sort of that, strategy um, while they're here. What do you think of the fact that Ronaldo, the Ronaldo signings, to me, I would say is the least planned, the least kind of in the mould of what Ollie seems to be doing, signing that we've made since he came in? I think with that, I think that sort of, as a manager and as a club, you need to be able to react when there's a signing that's available. You know, and we did it with Eric in sort of 92, 93, where, you know, Albert Wilkinson rings up wanting Danny Serwin. Fergie, Dion Dublin's got injured. Ask him about Eric. Oh yeah, I'll have him make it happen. Same with Ronaldo the first time round. Mm. He has a good game against us. Tears John O'Shea a new one. And it's like, right, can we get him? And he was on his way to Arsenal, wasn't he? He was going to go to Arsenal. We make it sign happen. So you need to be able to react. And you can usually do that quite quickly when it's not massive, like a hundred million pound transfer yeah, yeah. or whatever, which obviously in Ronaldo's case, I think it's like 20 million quid or whatever. So it is like you're saying, it is a very active one and not usually what always done. But there has been an element of that a little bit. If you look at the Agalo one, mm. that was very last minute. That's true. That was like him knocking on his director's yeah. door saying, I really want to go to Manchester United. Yeah, because he wanted Josh King then. Yeah. Who else was it that was. I don't know, but Josh this. King in the morning was the one. Yeah. And that underwhelmed me. And yeah. then when we got Igalo, and I grew to love Igalo just because he was like, it's like watching, you know, it's like watching one of us play for United, yeah, yeah. buzzing on Instagram and, you know, in his pajamas with his kids, it. just loving life. And I just thought, you can't hate on a guy. Um, but yeah, it was all very last minute. And like you say, we, you know, we hadn't, he hadn't been our main target. And we ended mm. up with him in the 11th hour just because we needed another striker in. Um, but with Ronaldo, it was more a case of like, 
oh, he's going to go to say. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it felt like the United old guard mobilised as well with like Rio and Fergie. It's and funny everyone. that, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. It's like, yeah, you know, everyone making that happen. And, you know, I'm glad the club did that. I'm glad the yeah. club made, you know, that doesn't mean I love the fucking, what, the, what else has gone on, but I'm glad they made that happen. And mm-hmm. you need to be able to do that when there's an opportunity like the one is with Ronaldo. We've already seen as he broke the record for shirt sales if you care about that sort of thing. Yeah. It's probably, you know, I know that United don't get all the revenue for that. I think they get a small percent of that. Like less than 10, about five quid a shirt, apparently. All oh, right, okay. Well, it's still some still money. To, yeah, it's still, yeah, towards his transfer. And just the Ronaldo factor of him being at your club, it generates money, doesn't it? I mm. think it put money on the on the club's worth. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't an Oli-esque style of transfer, but no. that's what you need to be able to do if an opportunity yeah. comes up like that. Uh, Sheikh, sh- sh- I'll start again. Sheikh Sabahuddin, forgive me if I butchered your name there, bro, uh, says something that's gone under the radar is Greenwood's been taking some corners. Mm. Two, oh, yep. Also, how true is it that Phil Jones played as six for us a few times? I saw this coming up, and my memory was like, I'm, I'm getting this wrong. In the Bernabeu against Real Madrid, mm. he was a six, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, He's done it a few times. Yeah, that's the one that stands out. And I remember having this argument, if you go back to my old tweets from Twitter, was when I first started tweeting, I thought he could be a six for us when he mm. first joined because he used to play as a centre-back for Blackburn and then he played a couple of games as a six. And at, at, in defence, when Jones joined, we had Vidic, we had Rio, mm. Johnny Evans, Chris Smalling, I think joined around a similar time. And it was like, you know, we probably need someone who can play in a six. Carrick was getting on a little bit where you're like, okay. Skull's getting on. Skull's getting on. Um, and it looked like um, Phil Jones might be an option there. Didn't really pan out. But he definitely played a few games there, though. Yeah, he? oh, 100%. I can't remember the specific games. The yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah, no, the Real Madrid. I think, memory serves. Because I remember him. He did a decent job in Real Madrid, in, um, in the Bernabeu. I think he, Ronaldo got away from him once. And I think he scored. Um, but then in the return one, let's bring it up here. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, I think in the return leg, I think Jones injured himself against Reading or something in the game. Uh. And he did a such a... I, I might be getting this wrong. Is he Reading or Southampton as one of those teams? And he did a thing where his touch let him down and he dived in to correct it and hurt himself and injured uh, himself. Fuck. And then, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we missed... I remember that. I'm pretty sure he missed the return leg and it actually was one of them what we could have done with him. Yeah. Because he'd done a good job as a, you know, like a seven and a six. But yeah, in answer to that, that comment, that question, he did play as a six, although that's not like where he's played most of his Get games. Get him in there now. Well, I've seen this. A few people saying this. I mean, it's not going to happen, is it? No. We're not going to play Phil Jones as a six. Be funny, though. Maybe if you get, a, you know, in the Carabao Cup for a giggle, but I, I just I don't see it happening, to be honest with you. Um, Red Lad T says, did Jones not play as a DM for Blackburn, but always seen long-term as a centre-back? I used to cover Blackburn. So I mean, memory's a bit hazy, but I think he was a centre-back for Blackburn. Mm. Um, but I think he did play as a, as a six. He played at right-back as well for United as well, don't forget, and uh, uh, for England. So he played uh, a few places. Uh, Ross Murphy also says, Jay, I had an issue with my credit card. I'm back now. Glad to hear that, Ross. We, we, we need you. Well um, you seen this stuff about us getting Haaland in January? Talk to All me, bro. All this nonsense. Well, like, it's, it's from one of them, like, sort of... Sp- Sporting witnessy type yeah. ones where you sort of go, is this a real thing or are they just getting other things or is it, um, you know, maybe you can find it there. But basically, talk that United are going to go after Haaland in January. And there, because there are some rumours, aren't there? Do you remember Marco was saying yeah. that his transfer clause actually becomes active in January, not uh, yeah, in the summer? I mean, I might be left with egg on my face here, but I did the, I think I did the news and I saw it. Yeah. And I was sort of, because what we do when we do, you know, you've done the paper talk more than anyone. And like, you'll see it in like, you know, 
goal or the mail mm. or whatever and it'll say oh, reported by Mars and then you'll click on that link mm. and then it'll say oh, re from reported by someone else and you'll click on mm. that and actually it leads to nothing to a tweet or something you're like yeah. hang on a minute and I was like I couldn't really get it stood up properly and I was like this mm. sounds to me like it might just be that he can sign a pre-contract agreement in January, which would make sense anyway if he's leaving right. in the summer, because Pog can't Pogba do that. Yeah, but he—that's because he's coming to the end of his deal, whereas Haaland ah, isn't. He's right. just coming to the so, point where his clause becomes. So activated. it's different then. So he yeah. can actually go in January. Well, apparently, but again, yeah. it, why is it only Marker reporting? Because yeah. I think I did find it on Marker's website. Right. No, uh, I think if, I found it there, but I was like, yeah. you know, the quote. Sorry, when I found it there, it was like, it didn't seem very well sourced. When yeah. I read it, it wasn't like, it just—I got the impression it was almost like. Because surely An everyone opinion. would know this by now. Although, although these contracts aren't public, are they? But I'm sure you would think that clubs would know this. Surely, yeah. Because you think with someone like Riola as well, you'd want to get a bidding war going. Yeah. Because I know, obviously, you know, there's a clause, but his wages and his signing yeah, yeah. fee. And, you know, was it not reports that Chelsea, um, the, 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 it was looking at around half a billion, the, the, the quote from... The full deal. Yeah, because it was like just something like a million pound a week or whatever. And like, Ridiculous. you know, for, for five not years. That. And then the signing on in bonus of like 100 million I'd be, is stupid money. I'd be shocked if he's getting more than 500 grand a week from anyone. Because he's a good player, but he's only ever scored goals in Germany and, and you know, and then lesser leagues than that. Yeah. And he's never won anything. Or he's no, won one trophy. Won the so cup, it's like, he's won a cup, he? It's hard to sort of quantify exactly what he's worth. Obviously, he's worth a lot and he's a highly rated player and he's good and he scores loads of goals. But I think, in, you know, maybe that second contract at a big club but you're not leaving Germany and going on and onto a million quid a week. No. That is just stupid and I, it would I, never happen. I, I think you might have to be careful here a little bit, Raiola and Haaland, because I think that with, you look at Real Madrid, who obviously just won Mbappe. Mm. I don't know if they're going to go big with Mbappe and Haaland. I mean, it's not, you know, they have done that in the past, Real Madrid, where they bought in the Galacticos and they'll get one big player and then another one straight away. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility, but they might just go all in for Mbappe and then not really want to go all in for Haaland. Mm. You look at Barca, who just out of the game, they're completely skint. Um, I don't see anyone in Italy coming in for him. Um, Bayern Munich, that could be an option, but... They do, like they, not they do take players off Dortmund quite a lot, but mm. there's not been many noises there, as they like you say, so that doesn't sound like one. Chelsea have just bought in Lukaku, who, you know. City's the one, in it? City, they obviously wanted Kane, they've not got him. Are they going to go in for Haaland, or are they just going to go for Kane again? Or, mm. you know, if someone like Ferran Torres sort of steps up and does does the business. I, I think, think he'd have to get so many goals. Yeah, I agree, it's very unlikely. But, you he'd know, have to get like 35 goals yeah. this season. Would would Pep go? You know, actually, I'm not going to bring in Haaland. There's so many ifs and buts you don't know. But I I think that United have a good chance of getting it. You think we still want him? I think we would. I think because Ronaldo's 37 in February. Um, Mason's a phenom phenomenal player, mm. and I think Mason Greenwood will s s definitely be up there for me as one of our all-time top scorers if he stays injury-free mm. and he stays at United, of course. Um, but then you look at who else is down the middle? Cavani. 34 and he's only he's gonna leave in it at the end of this season Marcus isn't a striker for me he's a, he plays on the left Martial okay he's only 25 but how reliant can he's he be he's only 25 on but how much has he improved since he was 19 no and I hate I don't want to hate on the guy because I do love no. that Tony but he's not gonna, I don't think when you've seen the last six years of his improvement which is I would say single digit percentages yeah he's gone from 15 goals he got 23 one season but he was playing up front and he was taking you know some of the penalties and actually that season he didn't take penalties so take that bit back um but he was playing up front um 
but generally speaking, he's you know he's not improved that much. I can't see him improving to the point where he's better than Haaland in twelve months. No, no, I can't. And I think there's always going to be that element of worry in with Tony Marshall. Like if he has a good um, spell, yeah, and then he has a couple of games where he doesn't score, you think, oh, is he going to go back to yeah. this? Like, is he going to go back to this sort of you know barren spell that he had? Yeah. But Whereas, we've definitely got room for Haaland. No, I'd like to see us get Haaland. I think he's an absolute class player, and I think there could be you know um, scope for him. And um, Mason Greenwood, but we'll have to wait and see. It's just, it's just the Riola factor in it. It's just dealing with um, Mino Riola. It's not the one you want to do, really, is it? Dickhead. If you can help him, uh, if you can help it. Sorry, uh, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thanks for everyone who's got involved in the chat in the comments. Wally, um, of, the Wally of the week, yeah. Before well reminded, um, who's your Wally of the week? Oh, I don't know. I shouldn't. Have said, I don't know now. I shouldn't have said it because I can't think of one. Uh, I would say um, Donny's agent. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just. I, I personally, I'm more of the sort of just, just keep your mouth shut. Do you know what my Wally of the week is? Yeah. I mean, I, I could just say all of them who were on that. You go on it sometimes, talk sport. But I'll sing. Oh yeah, yeah, there you go. This yeah. is better. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with Cascarino, right? Really? Because I, I hate like when Bondle people Hall. do this thing, right? Where like. I like Harry Maguire. Mm. I, I think he's a f- great, fantastic defender, and I think he's been a great signing for us. But then you go and compare him to someone who's a lot better, or is, who's a legend, mm. and then say he was better than that legend. It just makes it it's just a stupid so who argument. Did he compare him to? For anyone Stamp. It? Yeah. He said, given a choice, it was the '99 team versus the, the current team, and he said he'd write, he'd put Maguire over Stam, right? Which is stupid, really, because yeah. Stam for me is the greatest just, defender I've ever seen. He's just a better. Yeah, person. and. What was even more stupid, even if you are going to argue that, right? Even if you're like, you know what? I just love Maguire. Maguire's my boy. Rira, whatever. His reason was like, well, Stam didn't, wasn't at United long enough. But Stam was at United longer than Maguire's been so far. Yeah. So that argument doesn't make any sense. No. So it's just this usual thing of, how can I spout the most nonsense mm. to get a reaction? It's worked because I'm reacting to it. Yeah. But it's just... They bond the whole thing the same. Yeah, what was that? Was he, that like? He said in a final, he'd take Harry Kane over Ronaldo. Yeah, it's like they just come up with the most ridiculous yeah. opinion because, again, if you were going to say something like, oh, you know, if I had to sign Kane or Ronaldo, I'd sign Kane because he's 28 mm. and he's going to got another five years in him. Ronaldo's 36. He's probably only got another two. I get that argument. But in a final, I'd take the guy who's played in three finals, lost Whoa. them all. Four, sorry. Yeah. Lost them all and scored no goals in any of them. Yeah. Over the guy who's played in, was it, 30 finals or whatever mm. and scored 20 goals and won 20 games or whatever. It's just so fucking <laughs> it ridiculous. Is, it couldn't, be, it couldn't yeah. be based on less evidence yeah. than if he tried. It, it is. It's, it's like a parody, isn't it? It's just completely shit. Yeah. It's like Utterly there is... Yeah. shit And what, what annoys me is like one of my big bugbears is when you have these sort of shows or even if it's it can be an interview or whatever... Like, if you said something like that, I'd challenge you on it. Mm. Or I'd say, well, that's not factually. What do you mean? Yeah, like, how do you explain this? Or how do you explain that? Or what about the fact that... And yet, whenever they do these things, or come out of this nonsense, like, the presenter will just laugh along with them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really? What? Really? Oh, Oh, yeah. That's surprising. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, why? what do you mean, yeah? Why are you not saying, no, that's just Because they're in that that one as well. Obviously, the Stam one is different, because it's not different, but it seems to me like he just didn't see Yapstam play for United very much. No. And it was just, he just said something stupid by accident, and just had to come up with a reason why he said it. The Kane-Ronaldo one is so obviously fake, or thick, one of the two, that it's just, it does, I can't believe he said it. 
Kane has never scored in a final. Never really turned up in a final. You know, he was poor against Italy. He didn't fucking. He did he even. Play, he did play against Liverpool. He was awful against yeah. Liverpool in the Champions League yeah. final. I can't even think of the other finals he's been. Oh, in. he was in the was in the FA Cup against Chelsea when that actually no against City wasn't it the Carabao Cup yeah. last season. Yeah, that's the worst performance from in a final I've ever seen from a team. Tottenham didn't have the ball once. <laughs> it was just a hundred percent possession. What was the fourth one as well? I always forget the fourth one. Was it? There another is, Carabao Cup? There is, there is one. Um, yeah. I think it was another Carabao Cup. But I don't back remember in, that one. It was but back I, in the, the day, because if I go to his, I'm just looking ones, at... The last one, it was terrible against uh, Italy, awful against Liverpool. The whole team didn't even play against City, and somehow you, you would pick him over Ronaldo. It just, it just, he doesn't mean what he's saying. He doesn't mean that. He's lying. He's just saying it. So this happens. And like yeah. I said, we've fallen for it. But at the same time, what are you meant to do? Yeah, it's a big company. And he's just just lying for the sake of it. What's the it final? was? It was the League Cup final in 2015 against Chelsea. Chelsea. Did he have a shot on target? I don't I know. I hadn't even had a shot on target in these finals. This is what I mean. It's like, what are you basing that on? Yeah. How can you like? How can you defend that opinion? He scored this penalty against Italy. That's right. It. Okay. Yeah. Like Ronaldo hasn't scored lots of goals in lots of finals, including yeah. like the Champions League final. Yeah. And like you know, multiple like, Champions League finals. Like. Ronaldo scored in the FA Cup final, right, in mm. 2004. Yeah. And from that day on, he scored more goals in finals yeah. than ha Harry Kane. If he never scored again yeah. after that, that 17 years ago, done. he'd still be ahead One, of zero. Harry Kane in winning finals and scoring in finals. So it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just like, talk sport used to be so much better than now. And now it's just come to just clickbait, just utter nonsense. Um, so yeah, they're my yeah. Wally of the Weeks. Yeah, um, thanks again to uh, Manscaped, as you can see there. Uh, use the code DEVILS20 for 20% off and free shipping. And also check out paddockmerch.com if you haven't already. Loads of merch on there, loads of new stuff as well. We'll be getting uh, some pictures and we'll be showing you some of the new merch as well. Uh, we've got some of that ordered, so make sure you check out paddockmerch.com. Paddockmerch.com, paddockmerch.com. That's been Joe Smith. You can find him at joesmith93 on all your social media. Abby J. Mott, you know where to find me. Uh, we have got... Another video coming out later on. Don't worry about that. Yeah, Another video. Exciting, yeah, decent. Don't you worry about that. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Uh, check out the merch you said. And also, if you're not subscribed, hit subscribe. We're over 600,000 subscribers now. Mm. We want to get to 700,000. Let's get 700,000 subscribers by the time the season ends so we can lift the treble mm. and hit 700,000 subscribers in the same week. Beautiful. That would be poetic, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, yes, this has been the Paddock Podcast. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.